Welcome to the Small Ball Podcast. Welcome back to the Small Ball Podcast. Welcome back to the Small Ball Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Small Ball Podcast, brought to you by Showcase Sports Media. I'm your host, Matt Gregory, and today we've got a good one. The playoffs have started, round one is come and gone, and I'm a little hurt, but we'll get into that a little bit later. First round, we had Yankees-Indians matching up. Pretty good series. I mean, the Yankees kind of blew them out of the water. The Yankees' offense came up to play. The Indians' pitching wasn't up to the par that it was all year. Uh, and if they weren't throwing shutouts, the Indians aren't going to win. They're one of those teams that forgot how to hit in 2020. There's a couple teams like that that made the postseason, though. Um, Yankees played really good. Nothing really surprising there. I wanted the Indians to take that series just because they're a team that, you know, after the way I harmed them in 2016 with the Cubs, it would have been nice to see them win something. But it is what it is. Um... The Indians, they'll figure it out. Uh, second round, Rays, Blue Jays. Man, this was probably the series that solidified the Rays as like my favorite team in the a- and AL. Sorry, as the best team in the AL as well. The Rays came out and they just got they just went right to business. They got everything done they needed to get done. They didn't allow many runs. They scored a ton of runs. Pitching was great. Offense was great. The Rays are doing what the Rays have been doing all year, playing solid baseball, shutting other teams out. The pitching. Earlier in the season when the manager said they have a pen of guys that throw 98-plus, he was not lying. Those guys throw cheddar. Tyler Glass now for a starting pitcher throwing 98-99. Imagine if that guy were to come out of the pen. His velo would be up 101. I kind of want to see it. I kind of want to see him in a one-inning situation. Fantastic series uh, from the Rays. They played great. The Blue Jays, you know, they're a young team. They've got a lot to do. This was a good year for them to make it. It's just good learning experience. They're still growing. I see that team as one of the most dangerous potential teams in the next couple years. So, Blue Jays fans, I would be proud. I'd be happy. Your team has a bright, bright future. A's White Sox. And I predicted that as a story, to, uh, the series to watch. And in my opinion, that was the second, maybe the best series to watch. Uh, the White Sox came out and they battled hard. They won game one. They made the A's look like they were going to choke again in the playoffs. And the A's came back and they were like, no, we're a good baseball team. We know how to win. They came back, and they took game two, and then they won game three. Uh, that was a fantastic series from both sides. Uh, both teams really went out, and they competed as hard as they could both games, or all three games, sorry. And that's that was the thing. That's why it was a series to watch for, because it could have gone either way. Um, and, yeah, I mean, these teams, both really solid baseball teams, but the A's, they're like, you know what? This is the year we're making a run at it. I know Matt Chapman's not here, but Jake Lamb's going to step up. So it was fantastic to see because they really just went as hard as they could. They went and they did the best that they could, and they came through this time. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the A's do in the next round because the A's haven't been out of the wild card in what feels like 50 years. So we'll see what happens with the A's going forward as they have a matchup with the Astros next. Um, then obviously Astros versus Twins. Um, the Astros came out. You know what? They surprised a lot of people. They surprised me. Um, this Astros team really isn't much to write home about. They definitely have the talent in their lineup, uh, but the pitching's just not there, especially missing um, Justin Verlander this year. Uh, but you know what? They went out. They battled Frambal Valdez. Wow, that guy's a stud. The Astros, they did a lot better than a lot of people expected, and this is what they need to do. They need to win without cheating, and they need to win quietly, and you know what? They did it. 
I don't think I've seen anything outlandish tweeted by Alex Bregman or Carlos Correa. So good on them. Uh, the Astros, this is what they need to do. They just need to win. They need to prove that they're a good team. They just need to keep moving forward. Dusty Baker, phenomenal manager. Um, he definitely didn't have the greatest regular season, but this is where Dusty Baker shows why he's going to be potentially a Hall of Fame manager at the end of his career. Astros, great work. Uh, oh, also a side note about that. A.J. Hinch and Alex Cora are getting... Uh, they're getting job opportunities. I see that there's people recruiting them, and that's honestly interesting. Um, definitely, there's a great place they both fit, and it's Detroit, and that's kind of where they're being recruited heavily. A.J. Hinch is a phenomenal manager. You know, the guy made a huge mistake in letting the cheating happen. He was kind of an idiot about the way he approached it after the fact, but you know what? The guy's a good manager. He's going to find a job back in baseball. I'm really happy that that like, didn't just completely end his career, and by the Tigers going out and reaching out to him means that somebody will hire him in the next couple of years. Alex Cora another guy I could see him going back to Boston a lot of big things going on uh, these coaches it's kind of tough and I just want Carlos Bell trying to get a job because I know that he was a big part of that scandal but the guy never even got an opportunity and you know maybe he would have been a good manager maybe he could have been a better manager for the Mets this year now we'll move over to the NL uh, first off Dodgers Brewers no surprise here the Brewers you know what they did battle um, the NL Central really crapped the bed this postseason, but the Brewers definitely played better than people think. Uh, they hung around in both of the games, but the Dodgers are just too good. I mean, Kershaw, when you get Kershaw throwing eight innings, 13K ball in the postseason, forget it. You're not going to win. The Dodgers, the offense has been fantastic. They definitely didn't score as many runs as I thought, but the Brewers, they've had they have pretty decent pitching. Pitching rotation starting-wise isn't great, but Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, the two starters they had, they both pitched well. So you know what? It's good on them. Uh, the Brewers, I don't really know what their future is. I feel like that team doesn't really have an identity right now. I feel like they have Christian Yelich and some good pieces around him. But after letting Moose walk this offseason, uh, I don't really know what they want to do going forward, letting Grandal walk this off this last offseason. So we'll see. This is definitely going to be a telling offseason for the Brewers. I know they don't really have the money that a lot of big market teams have, but they definitely can make a push at something by signing just maybe another starting pitcher and one or two more good quality at bats in the lineup second matchup Braves Reds this was another one of my series to watch for I had the Reds upsetting the Braves but like all the other teams in the NL Central that made the postseason the Reds forgot how to hit the baseball Trevor Bauer went out and shoved in game one uh, seven and two thirds no runs I think 13 14 K's phenomenal start from him he, I'm not going to lie, I love Trevor Bauer. I praise him a ton on this podcast, but the guy really, really intrigues me, some of the stuff he does. I'll get back to that in a second. Uh, but, yeah, the Reds, a team that just lived and died by the long ball all year, so they couldn't produce runs in the postseason. The long ball wasn't going, so they couldn't win. Uh, they got shut out in 22 innings. That's the most the team's ever been shut out consecutively in a postseason, multiple game series. So it's tough to see. I mean, that Reds team, they've got a lot of question marks going forward. Castellanos and Moustakas can both opt out of their contracts. Bauer's a free agent. Um, there's definitely some promise there, though. Nick Senzel, uh, Shogo Akiyama, I feel like had a pretty good year. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see going forward. I mean, I don't really know what to think about this Reds team right now. Uh, I don't really know what their identity is going forward either. Um, the bullpen struggled, but I feel like they really got good down the stretch. Michael Lorenzo made a couple really great starts for them, a guy that was a big talking point in the offseason. I can confirm that he did not throw 105 this year like he said he was going to. Uh, so, yeah, the Reds, interesting, interesting baseball club. They got a lot going for him going forward. Um, 
but they're another one of those teams that's got to kind of like have an identity. Uh, they're going through an identity crisis because that's what happened this year. This year, they weren't sure if they wanted to be a playoff team or not, and then they were like at the deadline, they're like, you know what, we're gonna hold our pieces. And I don't know. I mean, I guess first round exit is not really worth it in my opinion. I'd rather have sold and then got some future talent. But it is what it is. Next series, probably the best series in the National League, the Padres Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals took game one. Game two, they came out hot, and it looked like the Cardinals were going to sweep. And I'm not going to lie, they should have. But they choked. Um, they choked it away. And then game three just completely belonged to the Padres. So another NL Central team that just lost. Uh, the NL Central had four teams make the postseason, and they went one and eight. That's awful. That is despicable. Um, and the Central in general, the AL Central as well, uh, the White Sox and the Twins and the Indians all wouldn't make it. So the Central Division, the people talking about it being the weaker division this year, I mean, I guess they weren't wrong. All those teams are out after one round, and a couple of them were major upsets. Cardinals, another one of those teams, I don't really know what they're doing, but they're the Cardinals and they're always good, so I don't really question them. Uh, they have a better track record than the Reds and the Brewers and the Cubs and the Pirates. So the Cardinals in the Central, I never really question them. It's like they're always in rebuild mode, but they're always competitive. It's really, really weird. Uh, I know they only got a couple more years left in Yachty. I really don't know how many he has left. Uh, so it would be nice to see them make another good run before he retires. I know I'm not a huge fan of the guy, but, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best defensive catchers of all time. Overrated hitter. You can at me on that. 97 career OPS plus. But we're not going to get into that discussion right now. Uh, Yadier Molina, the Cardinals. One of those teams that's... I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they could definitely go out and make offseason moves. Like when they went out and got Goldschmidt. Big move. But I feel like they don't really attack in free agency that much. So we'll definitely see what the Cardinals do this offseason. I wouldn't be against them making some big moves. I mean talented roster young roster I mean Dylan Carlson that kid impressed me uh he struggled early he played pretty good down the stretch um so yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what the Cardinals do in the future and here's the series everybody wants me to talk about the Marlins and the Cubs um I don't know something about me coming into this series there was just grain of salt doubt in my mind that the Cubs were gonna blow this series and people were like no man like don't worry uh the Cubs are the better team they got more playoff experience doesn't matter but I don't know what it was I mean I guess it might have been my flashbacks to 2015 um when the Cubs first made the postseason when it was like this team doesn't belong here uh they don't really know like how you're supposed to be in the postseason so they go out and they just play as hard as they can and that's kind of what the Marlins did they played with nothing to lose uh the Marlins they came out and the Cubs pitching honestly I, I have no complaints about it uh, they got, what, five, five, yeah, five innings out of Kyle Hendricks' quality innings, and then, you know what, big home run. But, like, a team hitting a three-run home run in a playoff game, like, yeah, I know it's a big blow, but that shouldn't be an end-all, be-all. As soon as the Marlins scored one run, I was like, oh, the game's over. And that's the, that's the thing. That shouldn't be the case. You're spending $250 million-plus on that organization, and you can't you can't rely on them to scratch across one run. That's just That just blows my mind. Rizzo, Baez, Contreras, Schwarber, Bryant, all of these guys, I mean, if this is who they are this season and the way they played in the postseason, I feel like they didn't play with any fire or anything. It's time to rebuild, and that's what people have been asking me. Like, what do you think going forward for the Cubs? Honestly, Theo said it before the year. If they don't figure it out, they're gone. Uh, he didn't really make any moves over the offseason that were like, oh, man, like that's crazy. I mean, he fired Joe Madden, uh, signed David Ross. I think David Ross is a phenomenal manager. 
Uh, he definitely overperformed expectations, 34 and 26. And like John Lester came out and tweeted about it today. He goes, you know what? This team even blew my expectations out of the water. Uh, but it's sad to see us go the way we did. You know what? I think it's time to go and complete rebuild. And I don't mean complete rebuild like going from winning 85, 90 games to winning like 50 games. I'm talking about like, you know, shipping away Javi. And that breaks my heart to say. I'm a huge Javier Baez fan. My first Cubs jersey, uh, I guess of this generation of Cubs, was a Javier Baez jersey. But it's one of those things where I think it's time to part ways with him. Um, he's got a ton of value. Super marketable player, so he'll exceed wherever he is. But there's just too many inconsistencies in his game. His swing has some huge holes in it. Uh, you watch the Marlins throw him up and in, and he couldn't touch the ball. His swing so long, he couldn't touch, even if it was 91 up and in. He was getting 99, 101 blown by him up and in. Uh, his swing just has too many holes. I know he's a great, exciting player to watch, but he's one of those players he's not going to age well, in my opinion. And this is like breaking my heart to say because I love this guy to death. But Javier Baez, he's just one of those guys, his swing path is too long. Uh, he swings at way too many pitches out of the zone. It's one of those things where the, the, the game is just not going to age well. His game's primarily on his athleticism in the field, uh, his ability to get down to balls that you normally shouldn't be able to. Like, I know he could shift over to third base, but Javi, he's just not going to age well, and I think it might be time for the Cubs to part ways with him because of the money he's going to want. Yeah, it's it's just time to hop in that rebuild. I mean, we got a lot of money coming off the books this offseason. Uh, John Lester's going to be a free agent. I don't think they're bringing him back. Uh... Jose Quintana, free agent. Tyler Chatwood, free agent. And that's 60 mil in itself right there. So, yeah, I think it's time for the Cubs to, you know, make that big move we thought they were going to make this last offseason, this offseason. Uh, Resign some guys, uh, lock down the future, and just see what happens, you know. They got a couple top 100 prospects coming up in the waters, but they need a stronger farm system. I think they're still in the mid-20s in farm system rating. And it's time for them to start developing young starting pitching. Uh the first pitcher they've developed in like 10 years comes up and gives up five in one inning. Um, I'm not going to knock Braylon Marquez for that. The kid's filthy. He was probably just nervous. His first game, Crosstown Cup, like, come on. I'd be shaking too. Uh, so no knock on the kid. I mean, he went out and he did his best, and it wasn't enough. But he's going to come. He's going to bounce back. But, yeah, for the Cubs, it's, it's time for them to figure it the heck out. They've got too much going against them right now. They They're getting old. Uh, the window's closing, and I know if anybody understands this, it's Theo. That team is not a team of gods. They're a team of guys that are, you know, they might be past their window together. It might be time to rebuild. So, yeah, that's my rant on the Cubs, or at least my initial rant on the Cubs. I may come back to them. That team makes me really upset. But, you know, this is the best five-year stretch of Cubs baseball we might ever see. So, you know, winning percentage-wise, beautiful, great. I got the World Series. You know, I got my World Series flag hanging up. My room is all Cubs decked out. I still love the team to death. Still love the organization to death. Don't take it in the wrong way. I'm just an upset fan right now. Uh, Theo, thank you for all you've done. Um, I know it's time for you to go out and get us another one. Oh, one more thing about the Cubs. Uh, one thing that they did this year, and I think they need to continue doing, it's time for a culture change. I feel like these guys, I know David Ross was really big on pushing and going out and like getting these guys to do the right things and a uh, huge culture shock. But one thing that they also need to work on uh, is the level of comfortability. I feel like Javier Baez was fine hitting 211 this year. Chris Bryant was fine hitting 200 because they knew that they were going to be in the lineup every day. David Ross, bench them. 
I don't care. I mean, yeah, I know it like may seem crazy, but it's one of those things where these guys, they've got to get more accountability. Um, I know it definitely upped in accountability this year, but I don't want them treated like superstars anymore. If they're hitting 200, I don't care who you are. You're not a superstar anymore. And I know it's one of those things where it's like bounce back, bounce back, whatever. No. David Bodie led our team in RBIs and only played in 45 to 60 games. Get David Bodie in the lineup over Bryant then. Chris Bryant, you got to figure it the heck out. I mean, it is what it is, man. I know you're a good player. I know you're Rookie of the Year MVP World Series champion. But you know what? If you're hitting 200, you're hitting 200. You're equal to me as you are to Ildemardo Vargas. You're If he's hitting better than you, I'm putting him on the field. Yeah, that's the end of my Cubs rant. Sorry. Uh, we're going to hop into the second round of the playoffs now. Wow, that was a little bit of a rant about the Cubs. <laughs> We got Yankees Rays, man. This is going to be a fantastic series. Two really good teams. Um, I know these. A lot of my brackets already screwed up, but it is what it is. Uh, I got the I got the Rays winning this. Um, I'm rocking my Blake Snell jersey right now. Yeah, the Rays. Like I said, they went out and they really showed off that they were the best team in the AL. I know the Yankees played great too, but I don't know, man. It's something about this Rays team this year. They they've got me believing. So I think the Rays. Yeah, I think they're going to win this series. I think they're going to win it in best of three. I think they're going to win it in four. I just think they're the better team. I know the Yankees have more experience playing in, I think they're playing in LA. Don't quote me on that. Oh, maybe it's San Diego. Uh, but yeah, I think that they, I think the Rays are going to win that. I think the Rays are going to take that serious. I think the starting pitching is just way too much. I know Garrett Cole came and balled out in game one for the Yankees. Uh, and then maybe that'll neutralize game one, but I just think the Rays pitching bullpen, it's all just far superior. Uh, number two, we got the A's Astros. I, you know, going into last series, I would have said the A's a sweep. Uh, but the Astros, you know what? They showed that they can fight. They showed that they have some dog in them. And maybe it's because the Twins suck in the postseason and they can't beat anyone. I'm, I'm still going to bet against the Astros. I'm still going to say the A's are going to win the series just because they're a far superior team. Uh, maybe if the Astros had Verlander, it'd be a better series and I'd be leaning more towards the Astros' side. But the A's are the team I've gotten this one. Um... The pitching, the defense, everything about that team just seems just a, just a little bit better than the Astros. And there's some beef there, you know. Ramon Laureano uh, got some beef with the hitting coach of the Astros. <laughs> so maybe we'll see a brawl. Hopefully not. I don't want anybody suspended. This is going to be a fun series. These teams definitely don't like each other. Same with the Yankees Rays. I know these teams are teams that play each other all year. And, yeah, it's going to be really fun to watch. And I don't know if you guys have noticed – all of these series for the DS are interdivision matchups. Yankees Rays, A's Astros, and next hopping into the National League, Marlins Braves. The Marlins have not lost a postseason uh, series in their history. Are the Marlins going to win the World Series? I don't know. I definitely don't want to get bet against them now, though. Uh, I know it's easy to beat a team that can't score more than one run in two games, but still, uh, the Marlins looked good, and they... They, they, I think they scored all of their runs by the long ball, and they haven't done that like all year. Like They were like 12th in home runs this year. So it's really good to see that their offense is diversifying now. Interesting, interesting thing to note about the Marlins. Um, I think they're 7-0 in postseason series, so you know what? Maybe they just know how to play in the postseason. Derek Jeter's not looking like such an idiot anymore, and Don Mattingly, I really hope he wins Coach of the Year because that guy really turned around that organization. Like I said, like these other teams, culture shock. He completely changed the culture. Changed it from a culture of a team that was I ranked, I think, 29th in my power rankings to a team in the National League Division Series. So you know what, Marlins? Uh, I don't think you're better than the Braves, and I'm not going to pick you to beat the Braves, but 
if you beat the Braves, I will pick you to beat the Dodgers or the Padres. I don't care. Um, I don't care what anybody says. You will be my World Series favorite. Uh, so, yeah, Marlins, you know what? Good work. Um, but the Braves, that team, man, I love Freddie Freeman so much. Such a man crush on this guy. He better win MVP this year. Freddie Freeman absolutely balled out this year. Uh, the walk-off. I mean, the Braves, they're just a different breed of a team right now. Uh, the pitching's been pretty good. Um, so if the Braves' pitching is on, I mean, the bullpen was never a question. Uh, they didn't allow a run in the first series, the whole team. So you know what, Braves? I've got you winning this series, and I think you guys may go deep this year. And by deep, I mean you may win the next series too if you win this one. I'm not going to lie. This NL East, these two teams, I'm not saying that I'm going to pick the Marlins just because they're the better team, but uh, I definitely have the Braves winning this series. But either team that wins this, I might have winning the whole thing. It just depends on the trajectory of this series. And it's because these next two teams from the NL West are going to beat up on each other so much. Dodgers, Padres, man. This is what postseason baseball is all about. We've got the team that everyone thinks is going to win, you know, the number one power ranking team, the powerhouse, the team that went out and got the big star this offseason versus the young team, you know, that made the quality moves that wants to compete now. Dodgers, Padres, this is a really exciting series. These are two teams, you know. I wouldn't be shocked whoever wins the series. I definitely am giving an edge to the Dodgers just because of the experience. And, man, if Kershaw pitches like that, whoo, Clayton Kershaw, man, you are nasty. Uh, you know, it's got to be one of those things where you, you can't stop believing in the guy. I almost want to believe his postseason struggles are a fluke. I know it's going to make a lot of baseball fans upset. But Kershaw is just such a good pitcher, such a hard worker. Like, watching him in that 2018 World Series when they went against the Red Sox, out in the bullpen, I think at like 10 a.m. before one of his starts, 6 a.m. the next day. Like, it's hard to hate Clayton Kershaw. I mean, Dodgers Padres. I've got this one going all the way to five. I got the Dodgers winning this one. Um, I de- well, but once again, I would not be surprised if the Padres won. Like, I'm not sleeping on the Padres. Do not, do not think that. The Padres are a quality baseball team. Um, they're not like the Cubs or the Reds or anybody in the NL Central. They're not a poverty franchise. I just made a lot of people mad with that. But, yeah, Dodgers-Padres, man, this is going to be a fantastic series. Um, I got the Dodgers coming out. Dodgers-Braves. Oh, my goodness. Imagine if it was a Padres-Marlins NLCS. Imagine all the youth in that National League Championship Series. That might be the youngest average age for a championship series ever. Moving on. Uh, going back to the NL Central, 1-8. and eight. Other than the Cardinals, completely awful offense. Not surprising. Uh, and then I got a little, like, mini segment I thought up here. Uh, what do the eliminated teams need to do going forward for success? You know, I thought this would be an interesting thing to talk about. I know there's going to be like Bleacher Report articles written out about this, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to hop on it early. Twins, honestly, what they need, starting pitching. It uh, wasn't bad, I'm not going to lie, uh, but starting pitching, offensive consistency, and World Series DNA. Now, what is World Series DNA? World Series DNA, um, going back to an old guy, I'd go... David Wright. David Wright is World Series DNA. Madison Bumgarner is World Series DNA. One of those guys. I know he's a manager now, but David Ross, World Series DNA. John Lester, those guys that just fight for you. 
the guys that'll go out and give you everything they have regardless, the guys that have been there before. So that's what I mean by World Series DNA. Um, the Twins, they need that. They need that guy. I know Nelson Cruz is a vet, but Nelson Cruz isn't like one of those guys that you look at and you're like, that guy is the guy that's going to go out and compete. You know another guy that I think has World Series DNA? Jason Hayward, uh, one of the greatest teammates ever. If you go and list, look at the things this guy does for his teammates, um, the year after David Ross retired, I know he was on that big contract, but David or Jason Hayward paid for David Ross to have hotel rooms at every city they went to. That's World Series DNA. That's being a phenomenal teammate. So that's just what I'm thinking. You got to be like you got to be like one of those guys. You got to you got to have one of those guys. I'm trying to think of who's in free agency that maybe has that potential World Series DNA. I'm not gonna get say George Springer does. I know he's a free agent. But yeah, you gotta go out and you gotta get that guy. Maybe it's through trade. Yadier Molina, another guy with World Series DNA. Those guys that just have been there have done that, and they will be that rock for your team in the postseason. The team, the guy that holds your team down. Uh, so yeah, that's for the Twins. World Series DNA, starting pitching. Blue Jays, starting pitching and player development. This is a team that does not need to go out and shake it up. Please don't let this team develop. They've got a lot of upside, a lot of promise. Hunjin Ryu. I mean, he was a great leader for them this year. He was a great head of that pitching staff. Um, he probably didn't have his best statistical year, but it is what it is. And you know what I'm saying? He went out and he mentored guys like Nate Pearson. I don't even know if they speak the same language. Probably not. Blue Jays, one of those teams that I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Keep identity shaping. Keep working. Keep developing your players. Just keep growing because they're a team that's probably going to run that NL East in the next couple of years if not for the Rays because you know what they're really young and they got a lot of prospects coming up too um but yeah Blue Jays one of those teams that's really exciting going forward I'd put them in the Padres of last year's shoes so you know what they might come out next year and have a huge breakout season next another team Indians they need to find an identity what is it with them getting good pitching and trading it away getting good talent and trading it away are they going to re-sign Lindor do they think they're contenders going forward? I, I don't know. Like, this team needs to figure it out. Uh, a lot of it's ownership. The Dolan family, they don't like spending money. Uh, surprise, surprise. But the Indians, I, I just want them to find an identity. I want this team to find a home. Like, Are they going to be a playoff team every year? Are they just going to be a borderline playoff team? Like, I know that's good for the money, but like, come on. I know you guys want to win. I know you want to like... I know you want to go back to the World Series. Uh, popular Indians fan on YouTube, Fuzzy, goes, you know what? Like, I don't think we're ever going to see a team like 2016. And that's sad because the Indians, they have all the they have the pitching to do it. Go out and sign some bats. You're not spending a ton of money. Go into the luxury tax for one year. I don't know why teams are so scared to do that. Go into the luxury tax for one year. Get a couple big bats. Make one big run at it. Why not? I don't, I don't understand. I know this is a scary time financially, but ooh, that's going to be really interesting this offseason. Wow. What's this offseason going to look like because of coronavirus? Uh, in the way that, like, you know, no money's promised right now. Uh, we're not promised to have fans in the stands for next year, the foreseeable future. So are teams going to be giving out deals, or is it going to be like 2018 when the players sit for forever? Interesting. Interesting. Uh, moving forward, Indians, yeah, just find an identity. Figure out what you want to do. If you want to rebuild, do it. Rebuild. Trade away, guys. Trade away Shane Beaver. But don't just sit in this little in-between like you're the San Antonio Spurs in the late 2010s. It's, like, kind of depressing. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers. 
Uh, they need lineup bolstering and starting pitching help. Obviously, Christian Yelich isn't going to have this bad of a year next year. Same thing with Keston here. Two very, very talented hitters. But they need to bolster that lineup. They need to give them protection. Uh, that's why guys like Moose and Yasmani Grandal were phenomenal for them. They were guys that protected their best hitters, and they were guys that could produce for them. Like, Ben Gamble, like, that's not a guy you want starting on a playoff team. Manny Pena, you know, a guy that's definitely surprised me, but definitely not the starting catcher of a World Series contender. So they got to figure it out. I know they had Omar Narvaez too, I guess, so fair enough. But they they need to find guys, like, go out in the offseason and get, like, the good bats. You know, Castellanos and Moustakas, they could both walk this offseason. Uh, if they think they can get more money elsewhere, they were signed to the same deal. Uh, I know it's a $16 million four-year deal, but they definitely have opt-outs after every year, so you never know. Uh, maybe those those guys walk, and maybe one of them goes to the Brewers, and then, you know what, the script on them completely flips. Uh, Devin Williams, phenomenal bullpen arm. Holy cow. I'd sell an arm and a leg to have that guy. They still have Josh Hader, too. Wow. Uh, yeah, they, I think they also need to find identity. Uh, the Brewers, what are they doing going forward? The rumors about trading Josh Hader, but why are you trading Josh Hader if you have Christian Yelich? If you're trying to compete, why would you trade the best reliever in the National League not named Devin Williams, another guy on your team? Brewers, another team that needs to find an identity, but it is what it is. Uh, Reds, offensive consistency, bullpen depth. The Reds, they lived and died by the long ball this year, and you know what? They died by it in the postseason. They need to get those guys that are contact hitters, the guys that get on base and play a little bit more small ball. <laughs> play a little bit more small ball. Yeah, I said that. Um, but yeah, Reds, they just need the off- offensive consistency, um, the guys that can get on base. Um, I mean, if there's an Ichiro out there somewhere, I know that's what they were going for with Shogo. If there's an Ichiro out there somewhere, they need him. Uh, bullpen depth, I mean, that's just about everyone. Uh, but yeah, their bullpen was really shaky early. I'm not gonna lie, it definitely was really, really good this second half. Um, if you can call it that, the last like 15 games, I guess down the stretch or whatever. Even though it's a fourth of the year, uh, their bullpen definitely showed up. Michael Lorenzen, he definitely surprised me. I'm not gonna lie, he made a couple really good spot starts. Uh, really showed out for that team. So the Reds, you know, offensive consistency, bullpen depth, one of those things that they just need to get figured out. Cardinals. Honestly, they just need to let their young players develop and let them come up to the show. Cardinals, they've got a lot of talent. they got a lot of talent down in Memphis, I think is where it is. The Memphis Redbirds, yeah, wherever their AAA team is. they got a ton of talent there. So it's kind of exciting to see. Uh, moving forward, they're going to be a good team. So, yeah, Cardinals, kind of the Walmart version of the Rays is what I would call them. they got a lot of young talent. they got some good talent on the team now. Uh, just let it develop. Figure it out. Go out and make a big move. I know they haven't really been big on spending money. Uh, They make a lot of trade moves, but yeah. And then the Cubs, you know, this may be me uh, on a recency bias, but blow it up. Blow it the heck up. Everything. Bullpen sucks. Offense apparently sucks. Starting pitching was the one thing everybody had question marks around, but we got a guy throwing no hitter, and we had a a Cy Young candidate. Uh, And then Kyle Hendricks and Hugh Darvish still. Uh, Yeah, blow it up. Um... A lot of money coming off the books, but this team's one of those teams that they just gotta, they just gotta, they just gotta do something new. Uh, this roster that they currently have, I mean, I love it. This is the first Cubs roster to win a World Series in 108 years. Like, don't get me wrong, I love the core we have. I love the guys. I have all their jerseys, but it's one of those things where it's time to move on. You just gotta keep progressing. Uh, 
insanity is doing the same thing over and over. And I know Theo's a really smart guy, so he'll figure it out. But yeah, Cubs, they need to move forward. They need to do new things and they need to just win. And we're going to go into the next round. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about the X factors. Rays, Yankees, who's the X factor? For the Rays, their X factor is going to be Tyler Glass now. Why? Because Tyler Glass now, he's a guy that he goes five innings uh, and he pitches them well. But if Tyler Glass now can go a little bit deeper, he can give them a little bit more depth in their bullpen. I feel like if they get a little bit more depth in their bullpen, that allows for more error. If that works, I mean, it is what it is, and they can make some big moves, and they can progress well, uh, and they can potentially beat the Yankees. And the Yankees, their X factor, Tanaka, I guess. Basically, everybody that's not named Garrett Cole in the starting rotation. If they can get quality starts out of guys not named Garrett Cole in their rotation, the Yankees may win this series because um, they also have a lockdown bullpen. So, yeah, uh, the Rays, Tyler Glass now, the Yankees, anyone in the rotation not named Garrett Cole. Uh, hopping into the next series, Astros A's. Astros, their X Factor is going to be Alex Bregman. Um, I love Alex Bregman. What a great, great player. Um, you know, he had a big series. He turned that big double play for the Astros against the Twins in that first inning, I think. Yeah. Uh, when it was looking like the Twins were just going to blow it up in the first game, take a huge lead early. Uh, Bregman made a huge defensive play for them. And, yeah, that's the thing on both sides of the ball. Uh, they're missing a couple guys, so... Bregman, I feel like he's the leader of that team right now uh, with Verlander out. So, yeah, Bregman, um, I want to see him do well. I know I'm not a huge Astros fan, as I shouldn't be, but Bregman's their X factor. And for the A's, I think it's going to be Jake Lamb uh, replacing the bat of Matt Chapman. He's done pretty well, I'm not going to lie. But they definitely need him to show out in this next series uh, and be a good at bat, whether that's getting walks or hitting home runs. Um, I know he's home run happy. He loves swinging the bat hard. But if... He can just give semi-Matt Chapman production offensively. I have the A's taking this series. Hopping into the Dodgers versus the Padres. The Dodgers, uh, it's going to be Clayton Kershaw. You know, Clayton Kershaw, he definitely went out and he balled out in that last series. If he can have one more good start, man, Clayton Kershaw, the narrative on his postseason career completely shifts. I think he's the X factor. If they can get another really good start out of him, eight, seven, eight, nine innings, wow. I'd love to see that for him. Love to see that for the Dodgers. That'd be pretty great. Uh, Padres X-Factor is going to be Mike Clevenger and Daniel Silomet. If they're back, that'll be huge. If they're not, I don't know if they can do it. Uh, without those two guys, they almost lost to the Cardinals. So imagine what will happen versus the Dodgers. Braves-Marlins, Braves X-Factor, Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, kids got kids to gotta stay hot. Kids got to produce more offensively. Freddie Freeman's been carrying the load. Marcelo Zuna carrying the load. Acuna hasn't had a bad year, but he definitely needs to step it up if they want to win. Um, also a guy, Max Fried needs to stay good. Uh, this is going to be a big telling of who Max Fried is. I know he's been phenomenal all year, but it's going to be big to see what he does in this series. Um, so, yeah, that's the Braves. The Marlins, X-Factor, Matt Joyce. I mean, he was the X-Factor in the last series, so I guess Matt Joyce again. Uh, Jesus Aguilar. I don't really know. There's not really a guy that I need to ball out for them. It's kind of been a team effort all year. So, you know what? I'm going to go with Sixto Sanchez. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Sixto Sanchez. If he can do what he did against the Cubs, against the Braves, I know the Cubs were a struggling offense, um, and the Braves are a much better team. But if he can do that against the Braves, he's really going to give them a chance. If he can lock up a team for a whole game, man, that's going to be big news for them. So, we're going to hop into trivia. So, I did trivia a little bit differently this week. Uh, we're going to go with easy, medium, and hard. First, we'll start with the easy. 
Who is the Cardinals' all-time leader in postseason games and hits? I guess a hint for that is he achieved it this postseason. If you guess Yadier Molina, you're correct. Uh, Yadier Molina, such a class act. I mean, the guy, I, I've i grown up not liking him as a Cubs fan, but I can't be mad at the guy. He's been phenomenal. Uh, medium. Who leads the postseason in hits uh, in 2020? Tim Anderson. He has nine hits in three games. I don't know if Tim Anderson's ever walked in his career, if I'm being completely honest. The guy is either – the guy's putting the ball in play every at-bat. Uh, good things happen. Tim Anderson, he came out and he showed that he is the best shortstop in Chicago this year. Yeah, Javi, I'm calling you out. Uh, but, yeah, Tim Anderson, phenomenal postseason, nine hits in three games. And hard. Who tweeted at the opposing team after getting swept? Yes, this was a joke. Trevor Bauer. Trevor, what are you doing? Trevor Bauer goes onto Twitter, and I, honestly, it was a very individualistic thing. Um, not something a team player would do. He went out and he posted a video of him striking out Braves players after losing. Uh, if you're a team player, man, I feel like you should be like backing your guys, like saying, you know what, guys, great season. We just got cold at the wrong time. The offense just wasn't clicking. I don't understand that. Trevor Bauer, kind of a selfish thing to do. Um, and this is why people have question marks about him, because he, he goes out and he does stuff like this. I don't really understand it. Trevor, you know, I'm one of your biggest fans, but I you got you to gotta get it talk about it. Why, why do that? Why are you going out and tweeting at the Braves and calling out Braves fans and, like, calling out Astros fans? Like, dude, you just lost, you know? Sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and you got to be the bigger man. You just got to let it happen. You just, like If you're going to demand all this attention, you got to be able to take the backlash from it. Uh, and you know what? Astros fans are coming after him, and you know what? He did throw great in the postseason, but his team didn't win. And he's like, why are you guys coming after me? I pitched great. Dude, it's a team game. Mike Trout is probably the greatest baseball player we'll ever see, not named Barry Bonds, and he's played in, what, one postseason series, one postseason game? I don't know, Trevor Bauer. Dude, just shut up. Man, I love you, but shut up. All right, and now we're going to hop into the power rankings. Uh, these are the remaining team power rankings where I have them. I got the Dodgers at one, Rays at two, Braves at three, A's at four, Padres at five, Marlins at six. There's not really much to talk about that, really. Uh, those are just where I have the teams ranked right now. So what, I, what that basically means is I have the Dodgers winning the World Series. I have the Rays as the runner-up. I've got the Braves in the NLCS. I got the A's in the ALCS against the Rays. Uh, Padres, Marlins, I have them falling off. I don't think the Yankees are going to win their series. I have the Yankees uh, after the Marlins. Sorry, Yankees fans. Kind of cringing a little bit, but that's just what's, what I have happening. I don't think the Yankees are all that. I think they jumped and capitalized on a bad team. All right, hopping into the feel-good story of the week, Zach Granke. You may not know this about Zach Granke because of his like calm demeanor on the mound and his phenomenal ability to perform under pressure like in the postseason and his great fielding ability, I guess. But Zach Granke suffers from anxiety. Uh, I guess not anymore, but he definitely had struggles. He had his struggles. He had his demons. Um, and honestly, I never knew that uh, looking at the guy. He's a competitor. He's a gamer. He's a Hall of Fame pitcher potentially. So yeah, um, Zach Granke, he definitely, he's battled through that, uh, through social help and through proper care and medicine. Zach Granke's become one of the greatest 
baseball players of this generation, one of the greatest pitchers. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that real quick. I don't want to get too far into depth with that. Uh, but, yeah, Zach Granke, feel-good story of the week. You know, if you're going through something, look at a guy like Zach Granke. Go out and get help. It's not it's not bad to get help. Go out and show that you're an, you're an adult. Adults are people that go out and they understand that they need help and they go and get it. Never hesitate to ask for help. Uh, I know this is hard times right now. Uh, it's been a difficult week. So, yeah, if you need help, ask for it. Thank you all so much for listening today. Man, it's been a great time. Playoff baseball is here. Playoff baseball, we're right in the middle of it. It's great to see these things that are happening. I know I'm upset about the Cubs, but it is what it is. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you all have a great week. I'll see you back here, same time, same place next week. Have a great one. Peace.